0: Hello, I'm Tara Kumar and here is the news. A person living with HIV who is an effective treatment cannot pass it on. The slogan U equals U stands for undetectable equals untransmittable.
1: So you can f*** without fear.
2: Veda, we are back for season four of the Puzzby podcast.
1: We're (laughs) bareback.
2: We're barebacking in Sydney, Australia, finally. In the outback, bareback in the outback. Hi folks. Hello, we are back. My name is Robbie Lawler.
1: And my name is Veda Lady, the most beautiful woman in the world in my price range. Which is getting higher every day. Yeah, I'm putting up my prices now because I'm I'm needing the money because Australia, Sydney, is quite an expensive city. It's quite expensive. But worth every It's so beautiful here. That's right, folks. Robbie Lawler has finally made it all
2: the way to Australia. I'm home. I'm home. I'm never coming back to Dublin. So if there's an Australian man just happens to be listening and wants to marry a desperate Irish boy, come come to me. (laughs) HIV took Australia
1: off the table for Robbie and HIV has put Australia... ...back on the agenda. So we're recording a whole season of our podcast here in Sydney. We'll be rolling it out for the next few
2: weeks. Mm-hmm. Please stay tuned. I hope you're going to enjoy it. We certainly are. Oh, it's going to be good fun. And uh, the team of this season is called Good Host. They to explain to our guests why that's... It.
1: Well, at the end of our last season, we had an episode. We had an interview with Kaylee, known as AIDS Baby, mm-hmm. on Instagram. And she gave us one of the greatest pearls of wisdom that I feel I've had since we started this whole project, when she said that HIV is in my body and I just wanna be a good host. And that resonated so loud with me and I just loved it. So we decided to call this whole season, The Good Host. And that's the message is that HIV is going to be with you the whole time, so you need to be happy, you need to be healthy, you need to accommodate Mm -hmm. the HIV and live happily in tandem with it and not fight it, just embrace it. And I think it's some of the best advice that I've ever
2: gotten. And we're going to be good hosts on the Pause podcast, Uh but also we are in Australia and um, they need to be a good host when it comes to World Pride because one of our campaigns coming over here was, we're guests of honour, but we're not welcome here because still to this day in 2023, if you live with HIV, you can't get a residency visa to Australia. So this is what we plan on talking about when we have any sort of platform because how can you host World Pride when so much of the community lives with HIV? You're basically saying you're not welcome here. So we're here to make some noise around that. So we're going to be good hosts, Fela. Let's hope so.
1: And also, you know, it's it's terrible how uh, stigmatizing laws like that still exist mm-hmm. in 2023. It's kind of ridiculous when you think of how many wonderful, beautiful people are out there on the planet living with HIV who can contribute so much to a country like this, yeah. but they just would never have the opportunity. So we are so grateful to have the opportunity to be here. Yes. And speaking of good hosts, we're in Loretta's house today. Yes. She's got three little daughters dogs and fabulous wife, and um, they're hosting us while we record. But also Loretta is the chairwoman of the Sydney Queer Irish and and they're the ones who invited us here, uh, along with the Irish consulate. Mm-hmm. And we're here for a month, and we're doing lots of talks and events. Yesterday we screened How to, to tell, tell a, a secret. secret.
2: We brought it to Sydney, the yeah. Southern Hemisphere. How amazing! It just felt differently being in the cinema, right? It. For those of you who don't know. How to Tell a Secret is a movie
1: that Robbie and I collaborated on with an amazing director, mm-hmm. uh, two amazing directors, Anna and Sean, and Invisible Thread Films. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you'll see it soon, or you get a chance to see it soon.
2: And they absolutely love us down under. Like, we were doing a Q&A afterwards with the Irish Consulate there. There's so many Irish diaspora there, but loads of people from Australia. And there's just like a thunderous round of applause. At the end, there's this like abacus rating system outside, and nearly every single one was a five star. So, yeah, it's a really special movie, and I think it really resonated with people here in Sydney. We might scoop
1: another award. Be better.
2: And I want some of the money. So, what else did we get up to while we were here, Vader?
1: Well, we also reconnected with a very old and very dear friend of mine who's sitting across the table from yes. us right now. Yes. Those of you uh, who were in the Dublin scene what, about a decade ago will remember when this Queen won the Alternative Miss Ireland. She, like me, is an Alternative Miss Ireland and like Robbie, is a raging beauty Queen. <laughs> Please give it up for the gorgeous Peaches Queen
0: is Welcome, in the
1: Welcome, Peaches. Thank you so much for letting me on your podcast
0: and I am so excited to be here in Sydney. I mean, I've learned from the best. I'm sitting across the table from Veda, who pretty much, I absorbed everything that she gave to me in the dressing room and things like that. So I've I've learned from you, my dear. Well, one thing I
1: didn't give to you was HIV. (laughs) (laughs) did you try?
2: (laughs) She did. She tried many
1: times. (laughs) Peaches, so you're not living with HIV, but you're on PrEP, is that right? That's absolutely correct. And how long have you been taking PrEP?
0: So, I started taking PrEP nearly nine years ago now. Wow. Because I'm here ten years, mm-hmm. and for the first ten years, uh, or for the first one year in being in Australia, I was a doorboard. I <laughs> was partying for four or five days in a row. I was in and out of bathhouses. And I was having the time of my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And back in Ireland, I guess because I was a drag queen, not a lot of people, I wasn't having a lot of sex with people. Because they, it was, you know, you were either someone's fantasy or else they just wanted to be your friend because you were so, you know, fabulous or part of the mm-hmm. scene. So when I came to Australia, I really let my hair down. Like what was that word we said in the hotel? It was the, the
2: anonymity. The anonymity. The anonymity. Isn't there something yeah. about going to a big city where you're not so known, or if you have sex with someone, no one else will find out? Oh about my it. god, like, yeah. it's very sexy. Because yeah. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> when you're a drag queen, you know, like people like to spill your tea, basically. Yeah. Oh. So like yeah, you can be really slutty when you're in Sydney and I intend to be. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's early days. And, well, it is early days for you, mm-hmm. but I have now been a slut for 10 years and hence why the prep situation came around because living in Ireland, um, I didn't know of anybody with HIV, Bar Panty, mm-hmm. because I didn't even know your story, Veda, at the time. And then when I moved here, like STDs and HIV, it was something that just wasn't on my radar because I wasn't having a lot of sex and I never knew about getting tested and whatever until I it must have been maybe the first two or three weeks I was living here and I moved over here to a friend of mine Max and we had gotten really messed up one night and of course I ended up in the bathhouse Amazing. and woke up the next morning in my bed being like oh fuck what actually did happen and then Max was like what do you mean and said oh I was here oh no actually I was there oh no and he said babe you need to go to the hospital mm-hmm. and you need to ask them for a pill called PEP I think it was called Yeah." yeah. and I went what the fuck is PEP he said, well, it's kind of like the morning after pill, mm-hmm. you know? And I went, oh, God, OK. He said, you have to go to A&E and let them know what happened and then they'll sort you out. Mm-hmm. And I was so nervous and, again, so ashamed as well to even have to tell a nurse and a doctor what had happened, but also very worried as well because, again, you, you just... My ignorance was I thought of HIV and you thought of AIDS immediately. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah. what do I have it? What do I have it?" Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So went to the doctors or to the hospital and the irish have a reciprocal agreement here in australia where when you go into a and e they will look after you free of charge wow which is incredible
2: that's good to know veda Uh,
0: (laughs) so if you fall off the kayak when we're kayaking they will look after
2: you if you eaten by a shark we know where to go
0: (laughs) <laughs> um, so I went in there, told the nurse what happened. A doctor came out. Within the space of 25 minutes, I was sent home with the pill. That was fine. You take the pill and you're grand. I don't
2: believe you. Oh, was 100%. that efficient? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow.
0: The hospital system here is incredible. Mm-hmm. You're in and out. It's like, it, it is. It's amazing. I kind of think sometimes Ireland is like a third world country when it comes to it. Okay. And and not saying anything about the people who work in it are incredible people, but literally the lack of funds and exactly. things really prevent them from doing their job amazingly. So that was the first time that happened, but unfortunately, I do like to enjoy myself a lot. So I was in and out of veiny quite Why a lot. Why are you saying
2: unfortunately? I'm saying fortunately. Yeah. Well,
1: fortunately. No shame, baby. Well, yeah. true, true. Yeah. And it's funny
0: you say that as I'm sitting here talking to you. But yeah, so I was in and out of A&E quite a lot asking for this pep. Yeah. And at one stage, the doctor said to me, listen, you need to have a meeting with one of our psychologists. And I thought, oh my God. What? Yeah, a psychologist? Yeah. So basically, there's a whole ward in St. Vincent Hospital called the IBEC. And mm. I met with this nurse slash psychologist. Well, psychologist is a doctor. But anyway, I call him Dr. John. He's not a doctor. He's a registered nurse. And he looks after all the gay people here. And he said, you know, you've been in and out of here numerous times asking for this pill. This is a quite a hard pill to take. And you shouldn't really be doing this. You either should be preventing yourself or we should start you on a trial drug called PrEP. I went, oh, was I not taking PrEP? He said, no, you were taking PEP. Mm -hmm. He said, PrEP is this new drug. Uh And I went, oh, okay. So the first doctors I met initially didn't really tell me anything. They just said, you need to take this and then, you'll be fine. Whereas John sat me down and explained everything. So the term undetectable equals undetectable. He told me that nine years ago. Close That's me. Why. I love that. Undetectable equals undetectable.
2: And yeah, uh, what's it does? What did say? Untransmissible. <laughs> oh, untransmissible. <laughs> 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 I'm just double undetectable. Yeah. Well, well right, you know what I mean. still no. U equals you. Yeah, yes, it is. Very <laughs> true, exactly. very true.
0: So yeah, so he he told me all about that and then also told me, you know, if you're a top, the likelihood of you contracting it is less, than yeah. if you're a bottom, rah, 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 and that blew my mind. So I've literally been taking
2: PrEP ever since wow. and I've loved it. Just for the listeners who haven't listened to other episodes of this, the difference between PrEP and PrEP, PrEP is post-exposure prophylaxis, so... Um, if you think you've been exposed to HIV it's through sexual exposure, use 72 hours after the sexual exposure to go to your local AE or local sexual health clinic to get 28 days worth of HIV treatment. And what it does is it stops HIV from integrating into your body. So if you take it as prescribed, you will not get HIV. So it's a real game changer. It's just a bit of a pain to go to for. And people are like, oh, do you know what? I just... You can just be in complete denial of that. Oh, yes, I had unprotected sex, but I don't think I was exposed to HIV. Yeah. But it's great. So I just think you going all the time was so responsible. Well, and I mean, well, and, and hands up for Max. Oh, well, well like, I mean, Shout out to Max. Max has been
0: like a... a- a, a guidance or a guide of mine for a very long time so he knew mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. to do in that situation yeah. while I was kind of freaking out being like oh my god I don't even remember how I got home like, yeah. so but anyway we've all been there yeah, right. and it was great there. fun yeah. Um, but no it, it's nice now that there is the pill that prevents this mm-hmm. and then again like that you know there's no what's that word discrimination or if I met somebody who is HIV um untransmittable mm-hmm. or or even positive it's like it's no big deal over yeah. here and that's what I noticed being here it was like I could only imagine the stigma back at home Jesus mm. the stigma back at home if you tell something you fucking you know were cheating on them or if you caught it some sort of an STD it's like everyone would know about it but over here I just think it's a little bit more
2: relaxed mm. and
0: and as it should be because yes. of the medication
2: great Yeah, I think PrEP has got a lot to do with it and it changes, uh, attitudes are changing in Ireland, thankfully, and the great thing about PrEP is, and and the difference with PrEP and PEP is, PrEP is pre-exposure prophylaxis, so just like you say, it's a preventative pill, you can take it every day or as prescribed, you can take it as a disco dose if you only have anal sex, Um, so yeah, it's a real game changer, right? Mm -hmm. We call it like the contraceptive pill rather than the morning after pill. Right. What's a disco dose, Robbie? A disco (laughs) dose is, okay. (laughs) I hope I get this. So instead of taking one pill every day, now only if if you only have anal sex, you can have sex because if you have uh, vaginal sex or frontal sex, uh, you need to take the pill every day because you need that much of the concentration to get into your vaginal tissues. Okay, so that's why you need to take it every day if you have vaginal sex. That's why I take it every day. Yeah. Um, But if you have anal sex, uh, you can only take four pills instead of taking the pill every day. So if you have sex, once a month, every Friday, and you know when you're going to have sex. You can you're can married. You're ma- if you're married. <laughs> if you're married and you know exactly when you're going to have sex. So you take two pills um, two to 12 hours before the sex, sexual act. And then you take one pill 24 hours after taking the, the two pills. And then one more pill after, uh, 24 hours after taking the third pill. So that's only four. Now, if you keep having sex, you keep taking a pill 24 hours afterwards until you stop having Sex, if you get me, if the sex keeps going over into the weekends, and do you swallow it, or put it up your bum. You can no, you definitely swallow it. <laughs> you can put other things up your bum, but put the prep in your mouth. <laughs> okay, do you swallow it to take it up your mm, bum. Okay, yeah. and do you know actually what has been? I don't know about Australia, but in Ireland. Uh, soon we're gonna have long-acting injectables, so that instead of taking a pill every day you're going to get an injection every two months so and that's going to work as prep so How we know that trials How have, have
0: before Australia? Right?
2: Well it's true in EME, it's gone through the registration EMA, uh, European Medicine Agency it's gone right. through the registration process but Australia will follow through. They're people. in the Eurovision yeah! <laughs> Shoot them up! Shoot exactly. them up! Exactly! <laughs> and, so, how did you feel going in for Pep? Do you feel like there was a stigma going in and asking for Pep oh, a few times? well initially I was just ashamed anyway from the acts that were performed to have to ask for Pep! How dirty were they?
0: I was fucking crazy! I've, I lost my... Like, I've thoroughly enjoyed myself since moving here, you know, so... You won! AMI Alternative Miss Ireland 2010 yes Auntie wow. Vader was a judge that
1: yeah. year oh, oh, yeah. yeah little hand in it yeah. <laughs> and I was a judge. <laughs>
2: So, um, did you know we did it before AMI? What's
1: your origin story? We did, I'm gonna jump in and just say, when I first met Luke, I think you were like 17. Yeah, been. And you were wearing a belly top, and oh, you I love had it. like a six <laughs> pack, oh, I love and it. you were a dancer, and you were so glamorous, and you were like done up to the nines. You and your mates would arrive into the George on a Saturday night done up to the nines. So and true. And myself and Davina took such a shine to you straight away, because you're like so funny and bubbly and such a great talker, mm-hmm. so. That for me was like how you came into my world. And I think then, yeah, drag, you got the drag bug, right?
0: Well, I remember approaching you, which took me so much courage to do because we used to go and watch yous on Saturday and on Wednesdays Mm -hmm. and Davina was like the Barbie, and you were like, I don't even know how I could have even explained you, baby. Did David Bowie like, a drag? Not even. <laughs> it was just like this majestic kind of masculine, feminine yeah. person on stage. I, nice I just remix. couldn't put my finger on, and that was fucking so exciting for me. Amazing. And I finally walked up the courage. You, were, you and Davina were walking up the stairs as you would after every show, and I was like, excuse me, excuse me, can I please do your show? He said, Yeah, yeah, of course you can. Of course you can. You can come on next week. Like, oh no, can I, can I maybe come on in a few more weeks? Because I wanted to practice. You're like, Yeah, whenever you can reach out to me. I think it must have been would Bebo. It have been Bebo. No! <laughs> yeah! It would have been. Let's go, Bebo. Yeah, you can reach out Stop to me on Bebo. Bebo and we can discuss it then. Stop. So for the next kind of three or four weeks, I just practiced my arse off and I got my mom to make my first proper Outfit, oh which was this beautiful red pencil skirt and a gorgeous black bow, and I performed September.
2: Um, you'll oh, never I'll see, see it again. Yeah, <laughs> it was true. She, <laughs> yeah. she, up then she got a visa to <laughs> Australia. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that was, that was
0: Space Invader was my first show in the job. How did
2: you find going on stage first in drag?
0: Oh, well, now, I was, I, no, no, I was well ready for it and that's why I wanted. Once you, you know, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Yeah. So I definitely prepared for it and I was ready for it. I knew how to walk in heels. I looked fucking gorgeous. I was Man. 17. So I felt I was a woman at that stage. Uh, and I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And then... After the show, I had brought nothing because I didn't realise, you know, everything you need. And I said to Davina, who was going upstairs, I said, can you maybe give me a makeup wipe so I can wipe my face off? And she said, yeah, come up to the dressing room. Mm. And I just remember sitting there and the two of you taking off your hair and everything. And I thought, oh,
3: this is so
0: crazy. Because I just saw you as Beta and Davina. Yeah, uh-huh. like the drag queens that everyone were silent for when you came down the stairs. Mm. And then, I don't know, I guess we just developed that relationship as time went on.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you and I always have had a great rapport.
0: Always. I I just love that you're
1: such a fun, open person, you know, like you 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 are an open book and I've always really admired that about you.
0: So at 21, I had already done what I would consider so much in the sense of like being yeah. involved in that scene. And I thought, nah, I need something new. That's the story of my life. I get
1: bored so quickly. And also to your credit, you're a very hard worker because you weren't Thank just you. doing drag, you're a hairdresser, right? Mm, and you, you were doing your apprenticeship as yeah, well. So you are yeah. working days yeah. and you were working nights. And totally. Yeah, really trying to build something for yourself. And you have. Thank you, you have. so much. So tell us about arriving in Sydney.
0: Oh, well, The original reason I moved to Sydney was because Max, my friend, was an Argentinian go go dancer in the gay clubs and he kind of semi choreographed my shows with me. I lived with him and his brother and we were like three brothers. So then he decides to move to Australia and I was devastated. Oh my God, what about the shows? What about everything that's going on? He said, like, babe, that's your life, you know? Uh, yeah. I, this is what I want to do. And I went, oh my God, 100%, no worries. So I missed him so much. And we were talking every week for a whole year. And he said, please come for a holiday. And I just thought Australia was, crocodile don't dig.
2: <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
0: Snakes, spiders, I no idea I know, yeah. how... Like, look, you've seen Sydney City, right? Oh, yeah. It yeah. is sexy. It's Beautiful. clean and it's like... It's a
2: cleaner New York and London. Oh, really, I wouldn't, it I feels even, like that. I wouldn't even
0: insult it by calling it New York. Yeah. Yeah, so gotcha. when we got here and I saw how fabulous it was and then the gay scene that went on 24 hours, six days a week. I thought, oh, here, I need a piece of this. Mm -hmm. So I went back to work um, after my holiday and I told my boss, I said, look, I'm going to have to hand in my notice because in six months time, I want to be back in Sydney. They said, yeah, no worries. And it was time for me to say it. And let's wow. have a moment
1: for your boss, shall we? I would,
0: lo- I would love to come and do a little cheers. a little cheers. Cheers. Cheers to John Marr.
1: John Marr was, uh, oh, yes. the late John Marr was an ex of mine and a dear friend of mine and was your mentor and your boss and your close friend, you know. A hundred percent. And we lost him a couple of years ago at the age of 50, I think. Wow. Yeah, I think and he he's just turned 50 and he died. It's yeah. very sad to lose him. But it's another thing that we have in common is that love for him. And it's so true. We can honour him and mention him. Yeah. i here today
0: can I actually tell you a very funny story please Go on. <laughs> when you said John was a very close friend of mine so obviously I was living at home in Sandry, and I'd start doing all these drag gigs so I was literally getting taxis back from town into town back in the morning rah 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 and John said look why don't you stay in my house of a Friday night because me and Davina were hosting a show in The Dragon and I said yeah cool cool he said I'll leave your keys no bother you should not say that to me when I am 19 having the time my life in drag so one Friday night Bear in mind, hairdresser Saturdays, like, you know, you're up for work at eight o'clock in the morning. I invited everybody from the dragon back to John's house. (gasps) You did (laughs) not. I swear to God, asked Davina this. We're all in drag. There was me, Davina, April Showers, Victoria's Secrets, and God knows who else we brought back. All back to his house. I opened the door, help yourselves. We were fucking raiding his alcohol press, whatever. And I get a text message. John's like, what the fuck is going on downstairs? I said, oh, I'm just having a party. Come down for a drink. It must have been about 4.30 in the morning. and he was like get everyone out of the house now of course i didn't read that message Ah! (laughs) (laughs) drinking having a laugh and he comes down the stairs in his pajamas he's like are you all right like john say hello to everybody and he just looked at me and he said everyone out now and i was like oh oh, okay okay he's like oh i thought you said this was cool it's like oh that is cool it's fine the next morning he was like, you're a little prick. He was the only person to call me a prick to them my mother. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, you know, I, if this wasn't working hours was like, I could fire you, but now I can't. And the oh. whole Saturday in work, it was so <gasps> awkward. Because he shared a business with Leonard Daly and Sarah Cox and they were all three friends at the time and they oh, just slagged sorry. me for the whole oh day when I was hung over to bits and also had a party in John's house when we had to go to work. That's what the fair is.
2: Yeah. That's you picked me up to fair, right? Oh,
1: <laughs> you're always a little wild thing though, in
2: yeah. You should have
0: known better. Look, Well, you should have known better. I said, like, John, come on, I'm 19, you gave me the keys to your house. And into yeah. core, like it was so close to town. Good
2: on John for not firing you, in fairness. Well, I mean, it was out of work, so... He couldn't. He was a good guy though. Yeah. He was. Salt
1: of I the know. earth, as they say, you know. Well, that's cute. We acknowledge him, mm-hmm. so thank you. How
2: hard was it to integrate into queer life in Sydney? Uh, again, I was very fortunate
0: because Max had already been living here for a year. So I arrived to a whole group of friends, all of his friends, a load of gay guys, load of gay girls. It was incredible. So as soon as I got off the plane, I was brought to parties. I was brought to people's apartments, mm-hmm. having drinks. So I'm very lucky in that sense because I do know for you to move to the other side of the world by yourself is such a huge undertaking mm-hmm. and then to also have to put yourself out there as well like it's very um, uncomfortable for people to do it that is. but then I also think it does take a certain person to want yeah. to do that in the first place so you're not going to move here to stay in your bedroom you know what I mean <laughs> you can't you'll fucking die Yeah, well, unless you have there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you need to you need to go out there you need to join gyms dance classes shit like that you, you know that. And,
2: and that's how you meet people that yeah. way
0: so, yeah, it was very easy for me.
2: Good. And I think there's something like, because you're a hairdresser, right? Naturally, you have to learn how to talk to people and in drag as well. is all a performance, basically. Right? Actually, speaking of
1: which, when we arrived here on Thursday night, or was it Friday night? Um, yeah. You were hosting this cocktail promotion in the Intercontinental Hotel. And speaking of like being able to speak to people, wow. I just <laughs> loved it so much. It's wow. a very, very posh hotel. And they were very stuffy, rich, corporate-y type people. And you had them all eating mm. out of your hands. Pussy. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was a mess. <laughs> They're all on pep now. <laughs> you were promoting my cocktail. your cocktail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: And yeah, and it was just so great to yeah. see, you know, because I've known you since you were a kid and it made me so proud. But also, you had a gorgeous suite. You took us to your suite for yes. drinks. You took <laughs> oh, us to the rooftop bar to the most exclusive view in Sydney. Really? At the time that they turned the Opera House rainbow from nice oh, that that we yeah. were on the roof of the Intercontinental just oh, looking okay. at all of Sydney Harbour. And I, it just was so magical and special. Mm. And I'm so grateful that you gave us that and I mm-hmm. really mean
0: that I, I'm so happy I was you were able to experience that mm-hmm. with me. So thank you. Well thank the you thing know. I loved
1: most was watching your skill with those punters. Yeah. It oh. really made me proud to be Irish and proud to be a yeah. drag queen from Dublin because nobody does it better. Oh nobody oh, no.
0: and as I said like I, I, I literally have taken everything that you, Davina, Shirley Dolly put down in
1: front of me and I went, yeah. Well, right. you did learn being nice to people from me. Well, no,
2: <laughs> actually none of you. So. Not Dolly either, yeah. <laughs> but the interesting thing is, we have two iconic drag queens here and we're all hosting the full Irish on the 5th of March, right? Yeah, we've got a gig together. And the bells are
1: ringing, ringing out, out for Christmas Day. Day. It's gonna be
2: great crack, yeah. yeah. Um, we're gonna have hundreds of Irish people in Sydney Gonna be at this show, and of course in the iconic American
1: Tile Pub, yes. where he's the oldest Irish bar in Sydney, and we're staying there. And it's like being on the set of Fair City. Meets, it's it's hilarious. We live upstairs from a bar. We come down in the morning. We start drinking at half ten. Half ten We ten know days. all yes. the staff's name. They know us. They give us free stuff all the time. Sorry, yeah. but they do. Yeah. And yeah, and it's just been. They've, so
2: been, they've much been the best fun. host. They have been they the, good, good, the very, very good Very and very good. Very well, good. It's so funny. <laughs> Nick, who's the manager there, is from Neilstown, which it's like the five minutes From my like home house And I was just like It's just fucking hilarious How small Ireland is No matter where in the world you are well, are taking the
1: mic <laughs> I see when you're here
0: yeah. It's like uh, like someone will know you, and they'll either be your aunt or your uncle or your cousin or whatever. Oh no, 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 we know. Like, and it's this kind of. What's is it? Eight degrees of separation or six degrees? Six degrees. Six yes. degrees. So everybody does know somebody, and that's why I do surround myself with the likes of the SQI mm. and things like that because SQI is Sydney Queer Irish folks. Yes. That's right, and you, you know you just kind of really gravitate towards your own mm-hmm. because initially I was like, no, I'm coming over here and don't want to be around any Irish people. Yeah. This is my new thing. It's like oh my God, two weeks I'd spent all my savings.
1: I was like oh yeah, so I I was have... like, come
0: on over for dinner now it's grand I hope you don't mind the dogs and the kids it's like
1: no <laughs> like, yeah. I'm starving yeah. I keep handing me Barry's tea bags <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do it. do you want the Barry's they like, could put a couple of tea bags yeah, in exactly. your hand <laughs> exactly like, so yes, I do. thank you
2: I like yeah. Alliance but I'm not yeah. telling them that can't be telling them yeah.
0: that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really
2: so, right the so Peaches if you like looking back on your time here and getting started here like what would you tell 21-year-old you or all the listeners who are thinking about emigrating somewhere like what Don't advice party would... and John's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, What advice would you give yourself, like the best advice? Oh the best advice
0: is to 100% do it if it's on your mind, get it done and it, things do really work out, you know, if you, they really do, like there's, there's been highs and lows but at the end of the day. I mean, my only lull was the whole visa restriction thing. yeah, Which was a pain in the hole, but then once that's sorted you get to fix. So my mm-hmm. advice would be to absolutely do it. And yeah, it will all work out mm-hmm. for you. And come meet Peaches when you're in Australia. I totally. Say hello to me. If you see me sauteing around the uh, hotel, the Intercontinental. Yeah.
2: <laughs> in your suite. The Intercontinental. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks so much, Peaches. We are just so excited. To introduce next guests because we love mammies on this podcast. We've had our own. And Peters, you brought your mum Pauline along to talk to us. Hello, Pauline. Hello, get a little closer. Get, get a little closer, exactly. We won't bite,
1: <laughs> don't be shy. We might bite, but only your <laughs> feet.
2: <thief>. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. You'll you will give you a pedicure. <laughs>
1: Pauline, how does it feel to be in Sydney?
3: Great, fabulous, love it.
1: And your daughter's here too, right?
3: Yeah, my daughter had our first grandchild. Oh,
0: ever. congratulations.
2: Oh, that's right, yes. Yes. So right. you have
1: an Oz in the family now? Well,
3: no, he's still Irish. Oh, <laughs> I love it.
1: He'll be singing rebel songs for you now, <laughs> We're singing
3: them, we're trying, we're trying.
1: And what's his name? Quinn. Quinn, Great it's an old name. Irish name. Great Is name. it?
3: Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Quinn's word. Yeah. yeah. Super <laughs> Quinn. <You're still laughs> Quinn. <still And laughs>
2: super Quinn <laughs> sausage. (laughs) (laughs) what's it like having two children that emigrated to Sydney how was it
3: it was very heartbreaking
2: Mm -hmm.
3: uh, to leave them at the airport and then come home to an empty house but they have to come home or come over and find what they like doing and they like being over here and it's Mm -hmm. great over here they wouldn't have the same lifestyle in Dublin as they have here
2: yeah absolutely it's great
3: no it's great but it's heartbreaking for a mama, Mm. as anybody knows when their kids leave the nest. Yeah. But yeah.
1: So are you thinking about following them over?
3: Uh, we're actually thinking about following them over in December of this year. Please God.
1: <sighs> yeah. I we, have to, wow. we have to
3: find out what visas and what's required and we were actually in the shopping centre today looking at furniture so
2: oh, <laughs> You're moved in. Wow. You're moved in. Uh, furniture yeah. 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 Uh.
3: yeah so I would like to come out for a year. Mm. Just uh-huh. to see what it's like, cause it's, just it's it's different, and they're here, so it's yeah to know somebody here well, is better.
0: Did you not tell me that you wanted to do this a long time ago uh, when you yes. were younger? Yeah,
3: when I was eighteen years of age, my friend came over to Perth, and she says, "Me, do you want to come?" And I said, "Oh, I'd love to go, but I don't have a trade, cause I thought you needed a trade to get out here." Uh-huh. But she came over, and she went down to college, and now she's a lawyer up in and I'm still in Dublin hoping to get out here in December
1: but you have a trade now right because you're a very creative person super talented oh
3: you're so kind I'm a
1: fan Pauline Uh, tell our listeners about your your work
3: well I'm the costume designer in the Gaiety Theatre and have been for the last 15 years
1: amazing
3: but I went back as a mature student to do that when right. I was 47 years old no that takes a
2: lot of balls it, it, it really does, does. Yeah, a lot of does. ovaries it's a really terrifying yeah. thing to go yeah. back to university and like you're you're
3: like. the oldest member in the in An the room one. and uh, there was one guy there so he took the, the what you call it pressure off me because it was only one guy and I was the only L one in the class yeah. so it was great but then he left so then that made me the oldest in the class mm-hmm. but no it was great it was tough it was a tough two years but love doing it and it's what i always wanted to do so
2: it was great when i give lectures i love the mature students because they have the real motivation the yes. passion you yeah. know and like yeah. and not to like shut on the undergrads going in but like they go back for a reason and they yeah. go ahead so yeah. they're going to put the work in yeah. Yeah. while my undergrad i was just getting pissed the whole time basically like you know what yeah. i mean there's a different not, yeah. again <laughs> it's not the it same thing be doing,
3: exactly at, at you the same time. Be no, it was... I loved it. I just loved getting out of the house. And when I went over, because I did it in Inchicore, I wasn't a mummy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a sister. I was Pauline, the student. And it was fucking okay, great. It
2: great. was great. Great, great, great. Oh, that's and, really powerful. That's well, really powerful.
3: I'm a, actually a shy person. What? Really? Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm shy. Don't believe but it But you've got to
3: put your shy hat on and take it off and put your mad hat on and leave yeah. it on and just go and enjoy life. Because it's too fucking short uh-huh. you just go and do it
1: yep. and what's your favourite kind of costumes to work on?
3: I love well I see I work on panto
1: yeah so yeah. I
3: make all her of name's Panty I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry <laughs> I
2: misunderstood she needs a lot of work
3: yeah
2: <laughs> uh-huh. I she said she was like, a good designer <laughs>
3: Uh, the panda costumes but Luke mm. I like love making Luke's costumes but I won't say that out too loud because he just nabbed me to make a load more but it, I, yeah <laughs> it's very uh, it's
1: costumes it's very quick.
0: yeah
3: it? no I just love that and that's got glitter sparkle anything with loads of colour in it I just love it because it's happy it makes you happy and it makes everyone else happy when they see it
2: so you must have been so happy when this bitch came out as gay and even more happier when it came, it came out as a drag queen gay yeah
1: <laughs> came out of you as gay. There was no mystery there, was there? Oh my God, I actually should have said, the first drag
0: performance was not at your show, Veda. It was a field day in our housing estate yeah. when I was Stop. about seven or eight.
2: Yeah. And I had went
0: up to the attic and raided a box of my mom's clothes from the eighties and I found a black sequin dress. And I came down and I said, I want to be Madonna <laughs> for the field day. And I was like, you can't be doing that, Luke. Don't be so silly. I said, no, I really want to do it. She went, right, okay, well if you're gonna do it, you need the cone boobs. So she got two oh, party hats. <laughs> gonna do it, gonna do it right <laughs> yeah. And she covered the party oh. hats in tin foil. Yeah. Wow. And my uncle at the time, Paddy, bought me a Madonna mask from the joke shop opposite the Gayety. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. that one where yeah. you buy the powder? Yeah. Yeah. He bought me a Madonna That's mask. That's where I up.
1: got my career. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> And I literally lip-synced to Madonna with the whole mask on when I, at the age of seven or eight... On in the back of a
3: 40-foot trailer.
1: Yeah. I have a feeling that a drag queen was born that day, but also maybe a costume designer. Was <laughs> <but maybe, laughs> yeah, yeah, Those common yeah, boobs maybe were the beginning of something oh, special.
0: Yeah, you yeah. yeah. wouldn't let me on stage until you made no, Well, you,
3: you can't go on it
0: not being my daughter, no. you're gonna, gonna do it you're gonna do it
1: right it. Yeah. I see yeah. where the work ethic it's comes from it's funny that you yeah. said if you're gonna do you're gonna do it right and you said uh, fail to prepare prepare you're to fail, fail. there's something about you guys you don't just look alike you yeah. are just cut from the same cloth wow. pardon the pun well no. my dad says that that's my time. dad saying
3: yeah because yeah. oh. he's a soldier obviously
1: yeah. so yeah. they have to prepare yeah. for
0: everything you
2: know Also, can we give a shout out to your dad Maliki, who's just a cute I'm like. i having dad issues just even being around you love a soldier though yeah,
1: yeah. I love a w- sailor. Ah! It's the seamen. that top navy man. Oh,
2: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, what a sweetheart as well. Like, know. you know, you're just so blessed.
3: He is blessed, he's very yeah.
2: blessed. A hundred percent, and I never, I never
1: take it for granted. Yeah. That's why I moved to the other side of the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I never take
1: it for granted, yeah.
3: see ya. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: breaking
3: his mom's heart.
2: Now, Pauline, when you move over here, what would you like to do? Like, what, what would you like to do in Sydney to pass Costumes the time? Costumes for the opera house, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> that's manifest. Yeah,
1: okay.
3: put it out there, put it out to yeah. the universe. Well, I've said, seen... Be minding my little grandson for a while. Gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, God, but I bet
2: your daughter would be delighted.
3: Well, she will. Yeah, she will. She's, she's over the moon. But yeah, yeah, I would like to do it, but I'd have to be doing something else. I'd have to be out mixing with people uh-huh. because I'm not one for sitting at home. Yeah. yeah. So you just have to be out mixing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, minding maybe cutting a few costumes. There are so
1: many costumes. drag queens in this city that'll yeah. keep you and they, busy. And they do so. need a good
3: costume designer, though
1: Oh,
2: you're here two minutes and you're shading them on already. She learned the shade as well. As yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's so amazing like you know not to not to really overdo it I suppose but I actually kind of teared up when you were like you know you are 17 on the drag and your mum made you your first drag outfit not only when you are 17 or 18 on, or for AMI oh, oh. but like to have your mum at your back for something when a lot of mums aren't it's just the most special Special thing, so Pauline, this is a love letter to you right now. You're very sweet. Like honestly, I just think people listen to this will just fall in love with you or the idea of like being you and all yeah. of your attributes. Like it's, it's a, a real credit
1: story. to you. I-, I love my mom, but you know when I started doing drag, it was very stigmatising thing to do, it was career suicide, it was social suicide, and yeah. the last thing in the world that Millie was going to do would be run me up a frog, <laughs> 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 so it is, it's wonderful. But I,
3: I didn't actually know what drag was until, I never I. went to a drag.
1: <laughs> 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 it took him 20 years to figure it out. <laughs> do you remember the first time you saw Luke perform me?
3: Yes I do, it was fabulous. You walk down oh the stairs in the black top and the red pencil skirt, yeah, and the mad wig on your head.
1: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like
3: Patsy from Alpha
1: Because my
0: boss Sarah right. made, it. well, she she made it for a photo shoot. I had no wig because I didn't know where to buy anything at this. There day. was nowhere to buy a wig. In no, those days. your album, and The Stars edge. edge. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like Stars Edge is a wig shop in Rialto, by the way, folks. And it was about the only place. Rialto and Moore Street. Yeah. From the African ladies, you could get a wig. Yeah. Amazing. And did you name the album that or did you have a song started? No, they named the shop after my album. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I named the album after the wig shop. That's yeah, wild. That's right. I
2: didn't know that. Mm. That's more. And anyway, anyway, I did Pauline.
1: It was Peaches' first night and Yes.
3: And I was sitting in the front seat with Terry and we were watching the show and should I say the next bit?
1: Yeah, yeah go on
3: the, All the lads were sitting around They hadn't got a clue who I was No like, that's
0: was the I am No
3: no it was that It was the first night in the George I was never in the George before oh And that was the first night And one of these lads came over to And says to me Do you want some of these papers?
1: Oh you want some of these papers? <laughs> We're take some poppers out.
2: and enjoy the drag show oh. you're in, that's right. but
3: that was my first time in yeah. the Georgian seeing Luke on stage oh, and man. did you
2: get it when you seen like Luke perform as Peaches <laughs> it's
3: what he wanted to do mm-hmm. so like live and let live if that's what makes you happy get just up there it. and do it baby. in a comb bra just do well, it well this is it you know mm-hmm. that was the start but I still haven't he still hasn't paid me for the invite but Mother oh.
1: <laughs> we <laughs> pay each
0: other in law. Nah. Ah.
1: I say that to my mum all the time it doesn't go down so well <laughs> Yeah. and so you hadn't been to gay clubs and can I ask you mostly we, we talk a lot about HIV and sexual health yeah. do you have any HIV experiences when you were growing up you like me would have lived through the worst of it well
3: this is it yeah. But I never realised how bad it actually was in the 80s I didn't know of any gay people mm-hmm. so uh-huh. I didn't know and it was only um, it's a sin that was on last year or the year before mm-hmm. that I watched and I realised I lived through all that but I never seen any of it. Uh,
1: it was guess. an epidemic of silence as well. Well, that's what it was, says. wasn't it? I, yeah. Like,
3: and half the people that came out, half the pop stars that came out, I didn't even know they were gay because mm. to me they're good people there's a man and it's a woman who cares I will well, never understand
2: are. who people didn't know George Michael was gay oh, I didn't know oh he my was god gay. She, my mum was devastated I, I heard that so often like he's as gay as they come well, it, but it didn't come into your head yeah. Like, can uh, I
0: tell a funny story about when my mum watched <laughs> this to please so I woke up because obviously the time difference between Dublin and Australia is whatever 12 hours and I mm. woke up to all these missed calls do you remember this yeah I
3: was like, what
0: the fuck? we only really ever speak on a Sunday so I was like why is she ringing me why is she ringing me next minute I the next, uh the message was I hope you're wearing condoms <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is going on so I ring her and she says have you seen it's a sin Aww. I went no ma'am why she said god I don't want that stopping you Aww. I said ma'am I'm not wearing condoms, but I'm taking prep.
1: Yay! <laughs> amazing. Amazing. I had to
3: Google what
0: prep Prep was.
3: <laughs> and we should yeah. not
1: run them up a nice outfit with a few condoms on it. Yeah, exactly.
3: A condom dress.
2: Then he'd be wearing condoms. A condom or dress or would doms. be brilliant. Mm.
3: No, don't be giving them ideas, please. I'm
2: going to blow up. You know uh,
0: when yeah. people put the condom over their head and blow up to their nose? Yeah. That's That'd all we
2: use you. them for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to you equals you. you. Yeah. <laughs> we have to get some use <laughs> out or of them. Cleaning the CD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but as you know from you because you were in the audience yeah, for the screening of yeah. How to Tell a Secret so now you know yeah. what it's like to live with HIV today thankfully right yeah so. yeah
3: yeah <sighs> but mm. uh,
2: what did you think of it did it change your mind of what HIV was after It's a Sin I suppose
3: yeah mm. because it, it was a death sentence wasn't it years yeah. ago that's, that's and even the, the, the commercials or advertisements that were on television they didn't tell people yeah it just wasn't told yeah you know yeah
2: yeah, it was, it was lack of information and in education. Yeah.
3: And then the, the people who were given the information if they hadn't got a clue either, so mm. I mean... Or
2: they were given the wrong information. Wrong. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you had the, the
1: church, the politicians, yeah. you know, who were yeah. not helpful at all. They were pushing against the queer community I, I, and really I, I, risking people's lives. I never remember lives.
3: getting any information in, in in my school in the 80s yeah. about anything like that. No, it just no. wasn't so'
1: They were too busy about. telling you how to pray three yeah.
0: times a day. Yeah. 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 There
1: still is a really big lack of... Information and education, mm-hmm. sadly. But you came to see how to tell a secret yeah. last night, and I could see how emotional you were oh at times. Yeah. I, I
3: was Robbie's mum, and your mum, and here I was. Oh my god, yeah. my heart was fucking breaking. Mm-hmm. And here I was. I oh, said, Maliki, this is like the time our Luke went to Australia the first time. Your heart was breaking, and here I was. I can just imagine mummy's. Mm-hmm. Your mummy. Mm-hmm. And here
2: I was. Oh my god. Mm-hmm she really for me again I, I say it like it's a love letter yeah, to you because yeah. like you give off my man vibes so much because um, I, I say if Luke came to you and it's like no one will love me and you're like well I love you yeah it's just
3: yeah I know. it's just
2: a reaction yeah. we all want yeah, you know yeah, it yeah, really yeah. is yeah. and I think it really was, uh, people really feel it really relate to how would I be if I was Mary yeah. in that situation yeah. and you've got to know Pauline Then now you know
1: a, that he's on PrEP, so he's going to be fine. But B, if he did ever become HIV positive, because the medication's so good now, yeah, yeah. he would just live a long and happy yeah. life, just yeah, like everyone else. And yeah. do you know what would make it happy? The love that you have wow. for each other and the acceptance that we know that you already yeah. have for him. And that's what we want yeah. all the mammies to know, all yeah. the parents, yeah, yeah. everybody to know yeah. that it's yeah. not a death sentence, sentence so it shouldn't be shameful or stigmatizing. Yeah. I mentioned this earlier on but I didn't get to say it to you and it's my favorite buzz at the moment is to say that shame is a love blocker, yeah. mm. it keeps yeah. love out of it your is. life. Yeah. So you yeah. can't project shame onto your own kids or other people's kids because you know it's very harmful and it yeah. doesn't help yeah. them at all to deal with the challenges of yeah. life. You know and certainly not the
2: challenges of living with HIV. No. Yeah. yeah, very yeah.
3: Very I very
2: love very your philosophy, um, because a lot of people if they don't understand something, they automatically think it's bad or negative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you didn't understand drag and you were like, live and let live. Once yeah. you're happy, you need to go to Australia, you'll get the better quality of life, do it. Yeah. You always thought about how your son can live his optimal life and how you could be there as a support for him. I should be so lucky. lucky, no, lucky, lucky, lucky. lucky.
1: I should be so
2: lucky. lucky. Um, you give advice to any parents who may be listening whose children have emigrated or thinking about emigrating because it's really hard hard as a parent what what would you say to them?
3: Oh it's very hard but they have to fly don't they?
0: Yeah So don't clip their
3: wings and let them fly and do what they have to do and if they don't like it they'll come come back to you if not just let them live life's too fucking short to be stuck in something that you don't want to do
1: Paul you've been working on the Mardi Gras costumes yes. and on the float yes. here, which is amazing. Tell us more about that.
3: Well, you see, I'm the happiest sitting on a sewing machine. Yeah, so Luke right. had volunteered me. To-
2: <laughs> They've volunteered. <laughs> <Half> my man. do <laughs> everything. So
3: um, Rick is doing all the lovely harps and doing everything else. So I'm just doing little small bits and pieces like making all of the 60 to 80 sashes. Oh, that, that's
0: um,
1: such a small task. Dime <laughs> 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 for a sash. Yes!
3: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I'm basically doing all the alterations and making hopefully the dresses and that fit them. They will fit them on Saturday. It was just fabulous. Two and and I just say.
2: love it. Just and you're going to march with us on Marley right? I am, right? I'm going to
3: march. And I, uh, uh, my daughter is the choreographer and she's wow. teaching the steps, but I don't know the steps. I learn them and then I...
1: But you're the mum, she we're doesn't get mom. to tell you what to <laughs> <do>. <laughs> Well, on that note, I think we need to wrap things up. I think we could call it a day. I have to say, this yes. is our first episode of, uh, in Sydney one. and of this season, oh, and it's me. been so fun and yeah. such a privilege. Oh, so thank you. I'm so thank proud you. of you, Vader, okay. for the work you're doing, and thanks for having us. It's
2: incredible. Mm-hmm. And you too, Robin. And thanks for looking after us when we're here. Oh, sure. Yeah, let's Hope. put the cat along, will we? Yeah, let's oh, go. Barry's. Barry's. <laughs> That's a <laughs> Until next time, everyone, remember to stay powerful and stay positive. Bye. Ciao.
1: Thank you so much for listening to Paws Vibe
0: Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode, show us you care by leaving a five star review wherever you listen. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Puzz Vibe Podcast for all the latest news and updates. This season of POS5 Podcast is recorded in Sydney, Australia, on the land of the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Island people. We wish to acknowledge them as the traditional owners of this beautiful place.